0: You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urkiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 70 What do you make their behavior mean? Well, hey there, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Today just happens to be our 70th episode. I just cannot believe it. And just like the other 69 episodes before this one, I am so happy that you're here and you decided to come listen to me for a little while today. So, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that we were dealing with COVID in our house, as I'm sure that many of you um, probably have already done, or if you haven't, you probably will in the near future, unfortunately, but I am happy to report that we are on the other side of it, and all is well. So, on today's episode, I want to talk about negative behaviors that our children often exhibit, but more important than that, I want to talk about what do you make their behavior mean? Look, we all know that challenging behaviors are one of the core symptoms of autism. And we all seek to find the right professionals to work with them and help them manage their behaviors. But what I want to talk about today is you and how you think about their behavior. Now, Raising our children is difficult. We know that. And when they exhibit often unexpected and disruptive behaviors, it can be really hard to determine if it's just a phase they're going through or if there's more to it. So I want to talk about this because what I am seeing more and more of recently is that As their parent, when they are young and they begin to act in new ways or ways that you haven't seen before, you take to Google and holy, wow, does your brain begin to spin out of control. And I really want to caution you on diving too deep into that. And here's the reason. Because honestly, there are so many other diagnoses that are out there today for behaviors, right? There's ODD, Oppositional Defiance Disorder, ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder, Conduct Disorder, Bipolar Disorder, Intermittent Explosive Disorder, Disruptive Mood Dysregulation or Disorder, right? Most of you have likely heard of some of these. And what I want you to know is just because your three-year-old doesn't like being told no, doesn't mean that they have a problem with authority and that you should seek a disorder so that you can have a label. Just because your second grader doesn't want to participate in circle time doesn't mean that they are doomed to live a life with no friends. But listen, I am here to tell you that searching for the end-all, be-all, this-is-it answer is likely just going to leave you in a state of constant worry and fear, and to be honest, that's just probably not a place that you want to be while you're traveling this journey. Autism is not a single disorder. It's a spectrum of closely related disorders that share common, you know, core symptoms. And while every child on the spectrum will struggle to some degree with, you know, social interaction, communication, or behavior, the level of disability and combination of symptoms, you know, varies extensively from one individual for another no diagnostic label can tell you exactly what challenges your child will have. Your job as your child's mom, and the best thing that you can do is to seek treatment that addresses your child's individual needs and not focusing on what to call the problem. I will tell you, look, I feel super comfortable talking all things behavior because as you know, or if you're new to me, maybe you don't know, but Jordan has always had significant behavior issues. He's 25 now and still sometimes he has some really negative behaviors. Although they are far and few between, few and far between, they still show their ugly head sometimes. and. I can promise you if I would have gone down that rabbit hole of trying to get another diagnosis for him when we were in the teenage years, probably would have gotten it, but it wouldn't have changed anything. We know that children with autism have difficulty regulating their emotions. We know that many of them struggle with communication deficits, which both of these can lead to them exhibiting disruptive and sometimes aggressive behavior, whether that be towards themselves or towards somebody else. These behaviors often pass with time. And just like so many other things along this journey, it comes in phases. You know, one of the phrases that I have lived by, I literally live my life by this phrase, is that nothing is permanent. Don't stress yourself too much because no matter how bad the situation is, it will change. Many of the behaviors that your child will exhibit through the years will pass with time, but they will require your patience and understanding along the way. Lots and lots of patience. Trust me. Many of the diagnoses that I talked about earlier all include anger, being present in the clinical diagnosis criteria. And I want to tell you why I struggle with this. I think that it's critically important that work is done by a professional to determine where the anger stems from and how the anger is exhibited. You know, the truth is everyone experiences anger, but at varying levels and degrees. We all get angry during our lives. Heck, we I mean, we even get angry at people we love the most probably, but it's how we handle the anger that's the most important. For our kids, I don't think that we should ever discipline them for getting angry or tell them that getting angry is not okay or not tolerated. But instead, I think that it's our job to get to the root of what is making them angry And if the behavior doesn't match the situation, then we address that. But we work with professionals who are experts in areas of behavior to figure it out. You know, Jordan gets angry when I make him do things that he doesn't want to do. And I tell him that's okay if he's mad or angry, but it's not okay that he slams his door or he calls me names. That's not okay, and that is not tolerated. We have to teach our kids how to be angry or mad or upset, but not act in a way that's unacceptable. And listen, what is acceptable to me may not be acceptable to you, and what is acceptable to you may not be acceptable to me. So I think that much of that goes back to you know our own individual family values. So I'm certainly not here to tell you what is and isn't acceptable behavior. That's your decision to make. What I do want you to know is that your parenting style is likely not to blame for your child's behavioral problems. Can't tell you how many moms want to take that blame. But here's the thing. Most of us are seeking solutions to help us and them cope with these behavioral issues So I'd say that's a pretty good indication that you aren't causing them, but you do play a big part in treating them. So I want to touch on parenting styles because I think that it's important for you to know that no matter what parenting style you fit into, I promise you that our children, your child or children need clear rules, boundaries, and consequences. And I've talked about this in a few other episodes on this podcast, but definitely go back and listen to episode 18, which is Correcting Behaviors and Consequences. And also, um, I just talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I think on episode 68. So definitely check those out. So the first parenting style is authoritarian parenting right? Strict rules, no compromise, and no input from the children. This is how it is. And I think that many of us were probably parented that way when we were young. And so many of us strive to not parent that way. The next one is authoritative parenting. Strict rules, but parents are willing to listen and cooperate with their children. You know, it's more of a democracy than an authoritarian parenting where there's no compromise. The next one is permissive parenting, right? So, this is for somebody who has very few rules, very few demands put on the children. There's little or no discipline in the home. And parents typically take on the role of a friend. Not advised. Let me just say that again not advised. Don't advise you to try to be your teenager's friend. Does not, does not, end well. The next one is uninvolved parenting. Very little interaction, no rules. These parents are generally more involved in their own life than in their child's life. They're detached um, and just don't have a lot of interest in their children. Experts say that authoritative parenting is most likely to raise well-adjusted and happy children, right? You have rules, but you're willing to listen. You're willing to let them help make their consequences, right? That was always something that that we did in our house. Let's talk about when this happens the next time, what do you think is fair? I mean, obviously, they're not always going to give you the right answer, but that's how we have parented in our house. Here is what I believe. I believe that yes, our children, all children, but especially our children with autism must have clear rules and consequences. I also believe that you have to be the parent who is willing to listen and willing to help them navigate what they don't understand. When your child is struggling, it is so important that you remain calm and that you have patience and understanding that they are struggling. But also, you have to know that you can't fix it for them. And you can't continue to try to fix it. Asking them a million questions about why they said what they said or did what they did, especially in the moment, is only likely going to fuel their fire. All right, so if you know me, You know, I can't end this podcast without saying this. If you have been listening to me for any amount of time, you know what a tremendous positive impact limiting electronics for Jordan has been. Honestly, it has made a significant difference in our lives, but it really lessened his negative behaviors. And here is what I can tell you. When we have times where he has more electronic screen time. And during the past few years of COVID and being home, there have been those times. I promise you that when his screen time is increased, we see his level of irritation and agitation increase. It's noticeable. We see it and we will look at each other and say, he's had electronics way too much. There has been an incredible amount of research that has been done on what too much screen time does to the body and the mind, and it is not good. Excessive screen time does actually make symptoms that our children struggle with worse. The rapid fire images on an electronic device also make it very difficult for a child to focus on tasks that are slower and require more thought and effort. So what happens is things like, you know, playing outside or reading a book become much less appealing because they're not as highly engaging. If you want to know more about the benefits of limiting electronics, definitely go back and listen to episode 7, which is still one of our most downloaded episodes, but it's all about the benefits of limiting screen time. So in closing today, I want to say this. Raising children with behavioral struggles is not easy, but I just encourage you to not rush to seek a secondary diagnosis. Autism is a spectrum. Just because they're exhibiting behaviors that aren't considered appropriate and certainly are probably not ideal and may not be what, you know, most people would consider typical, it doesn't mean that they're going down the wrong road or that they're destined to live a life of needing anger therapy. And if you don't figure it out right now and get it under control, they're going to end up living under a bridge or they're going to go to prison. Don't let your brain take you down that road. I know it's really easy for us to let our brains spiral into the what ifs. And what I can tell you is that is not a requirement and it definitely isn't a fun place to go. Remember, you don't need an alternative diagnosis to seek treatment and therapy for the things that they are struggling with. And more than likely, a professional can help them learn how to work through their emotions, control their anger, and learn how to communicate their needs in a more appropriate way. All right, mamas, I hope that this episode has been helpful and calmed your brain a little bit and given you hope and encouragement to know that this is a journey. It isn't a straight line trajectory. We don't have a roadmap on where we're going or where they're going. There will be plenty of ups and downs, like a roller coaster all along the way. But that being said, there is no one more suited to be raising your child or children than you. And hey, if you are enjoying our podcast, please just take a minute to write a review because that is how we reach more moms just like you who will benefit from the things that we talk about each and every week. And remember, you are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. not your average autism mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind you will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey and you will develop relationships with other moms just like you all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.